Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer Bully Ray and I talk about the three-hour Monday Night Raw from last night. One of the two before we get to WrestleMania 37 and Tampa. Did it get you excited? We'll talk about it. Also, seems like my old friend, and I do mean former friend, Thunder Rosa is talking trash again. Talking trash! I retort before May 1st Mission Pro Wrestling. Also, we talk about the big move of NXT moving to Tuesday nights. The Wednesday night war is over right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Let's start there, okay? Why don't we start with, and I saw your tweet from last night saying, oh boy, here we go. Man, <laughs> For I, let me just get this straight, Bully, okay? Because it's not just Raw. It's just not Raw and SmackDown. It is now Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. So over the last couple of weeks on WWE programming, on NXT, we saw Finn Balor and Karrion Cross tag team together against the NXT tag team champions before they step into the ring WrestleMania week. We saw Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair team up together to go against the tag team champions before their big match at WrestleMania. And on Monday Night Raw last night, as announced by Rhea Ripley as Asuka was lying dead in the ring, Rhea Ripley and Asuka are going to team up against the tag team champions before their match at WrestleMania. Holy fuck! Does anybody have an original thought in that company? They are actually using the same fucking story for three different championship matches that we're going to see WrestleMania week. It blows my mind. It blows my mind. So, for one of the nights of NXT TakeOver, this is the story they decided to tell. Okay? For night number one of WrestleMania in a championship match, this is the story they decided to tell. And in night number two of WrestleMania in a championship match, this is the story that they decided to tell. So TakeOver, night one of WrestleMania, night two of WrestleMania, the same story for all three championship matches. Unfucking believable What's the problem? Worthless <laughs> and useless. I want everybody, I want every single person that is hearing my voice right now, everybody that had to, and, and God bless you, if you watched all three hours of that show last night, I want everybody. Dave, Dave, what, Dave. What? Nobody watches all three hours of Raw. 
though. They listen to all three hours of our show more than they li- they watch all three hours of Monday Night Raw. But this is what I want from the Busted Open Nation. And I want to open up my window here in Vernon Township, New Jersey, so I can actually hear the nation from wherever they are in this great land of ours. I want you to say this when it comes to WWE creative. Worthless and useless. Worthless and useless. Worthless and useless. Say it. Worthless and useless. and useless. Worthless and useless. Worthless and useless. and useless. Worthless and useless. Worthless and useless. Did you ever see the movie Network back in like 1978? When they'd stick their heads out the window and said, I'm fed up and I'm not going to take it anymore. I'm fed Worthless up and, and I'm not going to take Worthless and useless. Hashtag. Worthless let's, and useless. Let's get the hashtag trending. Worthless and useless. Hashtag worthless and worthless useless. and useless. Worthless and useless. You can and listen. You can use this to your everyday life. Your boss, whoever. Yeah. Worthless and useless. This is the rallying cry. This is the rallying cry. Less than two weeks before WrestleMania 37. Worthless and useless. Worthless and useless. Have you heard the? You know, you've seen the abbreviation on social media. R O F. L M A O, correct? Uh, I've seen it. What does it mean? And it mean it means roll on the floor, laughing my ass off. Is that what that means? God. Yes. What do you think, <laughs> Ralph? <laughs> Ralph, I could just pr- see you trying to pronounce the word and be like, "What does this mean?" <clears throat> anyway, when I saw Nia Jax. And Shayna Baszler come out last night for no good reason whatsoever. (laughs) I knew in that moment, and Dave, I legitimately was rolling on the floor laughing my ass off. I rolled off my couch (laughs) like an emperor walrus and rolled over. And I was, and I'm laughing, not because of what I'm seeing on TV. I'm laughing at the thought of what is going through your mind at that very moment and how you could react. And when I fell off my couch, my phone kind of rolled away from me and I was trying to crawl to my phone, but I felt like I was in slow motion in a movie and I couldn't get to it. I'm trying to crawl to my phone and I'm like... I can't wait <laughs> until Agrakasi. Like everything was moving in slow motion. Oh dear God! Oh, it's unbelievable. And, and, the and, and, same and not, o- not only the not only the idea of doing, but Dave. The most important question is. Can they coexist? <laughs> Can they? How many times have we heard that now? So in the last, we have heard that now on NXT, on SmackDown, and now on Raw. They have asked the question: Can they coexist? And this, I'm not even talking about the countless times we've seen it before, Bully. I'm just talking. So I'm just talking about this build towards what we're going to see in less than two weeks. This is ridiculous. And you know what, even you you laughed when you saw Naya and Shayna. You know when I bursted out laughing, bully, is 
10 minutes after Shayna Baszler loses to Naomi in two minutes, her and Nia Jax are saying how dominant they are in the women's division. Like Most they, dominant. Most dominant. Uh, they're the most dominant women in this division? Shayna, you just lost in two minutes to Naomi. Two minutes. What a roll, what a roll up back bridge. Yeah, uh, the third attempt at that roll-up back yeah. bridge. By the way, I um, I, I uh, don't uh, I I I can't I, fathom. But the 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 tag team thing, the can they coexist? The partners who have a match at WrestleMania g- going that route again. I'm sorry, creative, but I give you an F for effort, epic fucking failure. Yeah. Um, uh, the things that bothered me more were the nuances. And the specifics of the segment. So, I liked... Um, uh, uh, oh, Jesus. What's the tall girl's name? Rhea Ripley. The girl I like. Yeah, I liked Rhea flipping the table <laughs> up into... <laughs> Up into Oscar. That's how flustered I am this morning. I liked Rhea flipping the table up into Oscar. I wish she didn't say anything before she did it. I wish she would just did it and caught her out of nowhere. She flips the table up, hits her in the head. Boom. Okay. Oscar goes down. Here comes Adam Pierce, right? Yep. Oscar is down selling as if she got hit with a cinder block. Now, I know what people are saying. Bully, you're always bitching, moaning, complaining, professing, educating about selling. Yes, selling accordingly. I've seen Asuka get kicked in the head by Shayna Baszler and finish a match. She got the table flipped up into her. She didn't go through the table. She didn't get spiked through the table. She didn't get packaged, pile-driven through the table. She didn't take a uh, uh, Canadian destroyer through a table. She had the table flipped up at her, and she's laying there face down dead and not moving. And I don't know, Dave, if you see your women's world champion face down dead and not moving, and you're the acting GM of Raw, and you're kneeling right there by her, wouldn't you try to tend to her? Wouldn't you try to see what was wrong with her? Wouldn't you have a referee or a medical staff come down to check... Wouldn't you do something other than wait for Shayna and Nia to say their lines? It's unbelievable. It, it, Those are the things to me. Listen, creative not having any vision and throwing the two teams together, I've come to expect that. But the nuances of the segment, the particulars of the segment, come on. You can't, I can book this shit better in my sleep. Bully. I think our listeners, the nation, could do a better job of booking WrestleMania 37 than the creative staff of the WWE. I mean, I, I, it was a joke. Rhea Ripley is standing over Asuka, and she goes, you know what? We accept. We, we uh, match next week. Like, wh- what? We, we, wh- what are you talking? What are you talking about? If Adam Pearce said it, would have been bad enough. But Rhea Ripley saying it as she's standing and, and who, over Asuka, and, and- dead in the ring. And who knows, maybe Asuka comes out next week and says, I never accepted, you accepted, so you're in the match by yourself. And they'll have, don't put it past them, they'll have uh, Rhea Ripley beat Shayna and Nia, which I, I could care less if she did. Uh, but, but Bully, if you knew you were going to do this yesterday, because actually, for a second there, I thought of you last week when you said about Rhea Ripley just showing up 
and demanding a championship match where, hey, the rest of the roster's got to be pretty pissed off at this. So when Nia and Shayna came out, and again, when Nia and Shayna came out, I knew exactly what they were doing. But Nia actually says, who are you to demand this match? You haven't been here. You haven't been wrestling. And Shayna's saying, you know, we're the most credible, but we're, you know, then why would you have Shayna lose? In two minutes to Naomi. If you were going to trot out Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler for that segment, why would you have her lose just 10 minutes before that in two minutes flat? It makes absolutely zero sense. Because in the production meeting or the agent meeting, somebody politicked and said, oh, you know, we got to get Naomi a win. That's why. Oh, we have to give Naomi a win. Forget about what makes sense an hour later in the show. We probably have to get Naomi a win. By the way, this has nothing to do with Naomi, the no, talent. Of course it has not. to do with it has to do with wrestler X in that scenario. Oh, we have to get wrestler X a win. No, you don't have to get wrestler X a win. The important one here is Shayna Baszler. Because if we're gonna have them say that they're most dominant, they have to have looked dominant early on in the night. Bully, and again, and I hate to keep repeating myself, and this is something you've said countless times. The talent is not to blame here. I mean, the WWE has some of the the best wrestling talent in the world, if not the best. But my God, the stories that they're coming up with, and we're less than two weeks away from the biggest show. I'm sorry. Like, again, Bully, you said it yesterday. WrestleMania 37, it's probably going to be a really good show. You know, you got enough talent on that card that they'll kick, they'll bust their asses for us and put on a great show. But this WWE creative staff, I'm sorry, they got to look at themselves in the mirror and they got to say, "What am I doing here? You're doing a shit job." I don't I don't want to see anyone lose their jobs or get fired, but fuck if I'm not going to come on the air after watching that shit show last night and saying heads need to roll. Because that was just god-awful what I watched for three hours last night. Horrendous. Top to bottom, bully. I'm not just talking... Do you use... I'm not even just talking about using the same formula that you've used for years for three different championship matches and then two the two women, two of the women championship matches, you're using the same fucking story? It's the same story. Bianca and Sasha, same story as Rhea and Asuka. It's the same exact story, bully. I'm not going to allow you to lump everything into that three hours. There are a couple of good things on the show. I enjoyed the match between Sheamus and Riddle. So I'm not going to allow you to lump that good match into a three-hour Raw that you did not like. It was a good match, but I hated the end. I hated the fact that you have... Matt Riddle, who's your babyface, attacking Sheamus after Sheamus got a clean win. How does that make any sense, Bully? Because it's the last thing. You have to understand that it might not make sense to Dave LaGreca, the wrestling fan, but it makes sense to the WWE creative team because that's them trying to keep Riddle strong in the midst of losing. But yes, the perception is he's a crybaby loser. The reality is that they want the last thing for you to see is Riddle doing something strong. But bully, this is the example that I'm talking that's, about. That's them. That's them giving Sheamus a win before their WrestleMania match. 
but bully that's what i'm saying you yes you're 100 percent right sheamus riddle did a great job and you know it's going to be a great match at wrestlemania Obviously, Sheamus has been one of the MVPs for the WWE the last five to six months. Matt Riddle, like you said, you know what? Say what you want about him in the back. When he's in the ring, he's all business. You knew you were going to get a, get a great match. And they'll give us a great match at WrestleMania 37. I'm not talking about the wrestlers. But creatively, that was terrible what they did last night. Because you're saying, all right, in the mind of WWE creative... Because, Dave, you're thinking about it as a, as a wrestling fan. Well, yeah, because it's, you hope, the wrestling fan that's watching your show on their sofa on a Monday night. That's who you should be writing the show for. You should be writing the show for the people who are watching, not for the people in the back. And that's my point. They are writing the show for you based on how they want you to think. It's very Pavlovian. It's very sheepish. They want you to believe that Riddle is strong. The last thing you see, what did I tweet after the, 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 when there was no kaboom? What did I tweet out? Where's the kaboom? The last thing they remember is the finish. Yeah. And the last thing that they'll remember last night from that match is Matt Riddle doing offense. Thus wanting to keep him strong. Well, the last thing I remember is that Matt Riddle lost clean in the middle of the ring to Sheamus, who's the guy I'm supposed to hate and boo, and Matt Riddle, who's the baby face that I'm supposed to cheer, attack Sheamus after getting a clean victory over him in a non Somebody in the match. back's like, well, we got to give Sheamus a win. Or maybe Sheamus went to somebody and said, I need a win. And the, and the politicking began, who the hell knows? But yes, Dave, I agree with you. From the fans' point of view, makes no sense. Let me see. Sheamus, the 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 rough, rugged, tumble. And I don't even know if Sheamus is a bad guy. He's just a shit-talking Irishman, okay? But perception-wise, Sheamus is the bad guy. Let's see. The bad guy just won clean in the middle. And the good guy who wants everybody to love him took exception to that and then hit Seamus from behind. Hmm, why should I like you? Yes, Dave, I agree. It makes no sense. But if you understand how they think, to them, it makes perfect sense. Well, that's why I'm yelling and screaming this morning because I don't think the, uh, I don't think the fans should take this shit anymore. I really don't. I'm sick I mean, have and tired, some logic and I'm and not going to take it anymore. Use some logic and creativity. That's your fucking job. That's why it says creative near your job title, is to be creative. And you're everything and anything but creative when it comes to this show. And these, and you know what's the shame of it? Is these wrestlers that you, that you have as employees are busting their ass. And they're the ones that have to look embarrassed because of the shit that you're writing down for them to do. That's you know a shame. You know who deserves a gold star this morning and the MVP award for Raw last night? Who's that? The announce team. MVP did a tremendous job. I didn't say MVP. I said MVP did do a tremendous job last night. I'm talking about the entire announce team because the entire announce team is responsible for force feeding this shit into our ears and brains and making it believable. And the one match I'll break down with you when we get a chance this morning is Ricochet, Ricochet versus Drew. Because when that match was going on, I was legitimately saying out loud in my home, God bless the announce team. 
Because I don't know. They did whatever they possibly could to make us think that Ricochet had a shot in hell of winning that match. When we all know Ricochet doesn't have a shot in hell of getting a match on superstars right now. And I guess by that token too, Ali... I guess you know the retrib. They're not even gonna. They're not even gonna talk about retribution. He didn't even have the retribution gear. He's like, they're, they've moved Dave, on to that. They Dave, moved on to that. Dave, be patient with retribution. Let the story play out. I'm telling I'm, you, by I'm, this time next year, retribution will be headlining WrestleMania. I'm more. I'm more looking forward to NWA Power tonight than I am WrestleMania 37 at this. Yeah, point. that chick on announce is kind of hot. Yeah, not bad. What? <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is Bruce Murray. You may know me as host of the Sirius XM Blitz on Sirius XM NFL Radio. Here now to introduce you to my new podcast, Going Long. Every week, I'll talk to big names both in and out of the world of sports, Hall of Famers, actors, actresses, comedians, broadcasters, maybe even some chefs. We'll discuss their lives, their successes, their failures, and of course, the one thing that connects all of them, a passion for sports. So join me every Thursday on the Sirius XM app, Pandora, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts for Going Long. Uh, Hurt Business. Now, Bully, you and I have talked about for months here on a Tuesday morning how the Hurt Business was usually one of the best things that we've seen from Monday Night Raw. And I even said that in a lot of times, it's been the glue that's hold Raw together. Um, Hurt Business no more. At least the Hurt Business that we've been seeing is no more. Uh, you said that, hey, MVP and Lashley were going to ta- definitely take the lead. But, man, you look at Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. Just three weeks ago, they're your tag team champions, less than a month away from WrestleMania 37. They lose those tag team titles. They lose a handicap match. And now the Hurt Business breaks up. Not a good three weeks for Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. Once again, this goes back to you have to understand how WWE creative thinks. Bobby Lashley is the world heavyweight champion. MVP is his manager, spokesperson, mouthpiece, whatever you want to call him. They don't need any tag team guys watering down their spotlight. And that's not a shot at Cedric or Shelton because it could be any two guys standing next to Bobby Lashley, the WWE would view it as watering down their spotlight. This is now the Bobby Lashley show and the MVP show moving into WrestleMania. What happens after WrestleMania, who knows? Maybe they put the Hurt Business back together. I I, I couldn't tell you, but right, I told you this was going to happen a a couple of weeks ago. Not like an I told you so thing, but I mentioned it that you're going to see them getting away from Cedric and Shelton because they... They they only want two guys in the spotlight, not one guy in the uh, not four guys in the spotlight. Okay, but then fast forward to the end of the show, and Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin on Lashley's behalf interferes in you know I, I wouldn't even call it a match, but in that melee at the end of the show, and MVP on commentary saying there's a new hurt business. So are we now going to have Baron? Is there now a new Hurt Business with Baron Corbin MVP and Bobby Lashley? I don't know why they would have said that on announce. Um, even even if that's what they wanted us to believe, it's entirely too early. And how can they make that assumption that we have a new Hurt Business? I don't know why Baron. I mean, obviously Baron Corbin is showing up because word must have got down to the SmackDown crew. 
<laughs> word came down. I think the exact quote was word came down to the SmackDown locker room that there's there an go. open challenge. Exactly. Word and, and and Baron Corbin, uh, you know, King Corbin jumps at the opportunity. I'll tell you what I hated. I hated Corbin being in the shot last night. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Corbin. Uh, I think he plays his role um Better, if not better than best, if not better than anybody else in that company at times. I just did not like seeing Baron Corbin in the ring with um, Bobby Lashley last night. And if you noticed the last two shots of the night before they went off the air, hard camera was shooting the whole ring and you saw Bobby holding up the title and Baron just standing there awkwardly. And then all of a sudden they did a tight shot on Bobby and Bobby kind of turned his back to Baron Corbin. A lot of body English that I was re- body language that I was reading last night. Um, I honestly thought that they would run Sheamus in. Because of the relationship with Sheamus and and Drew, which could have set up a nice little tag match of Sheamus and Drew versus Corbin and Lashley next week. Now I know that kind of muddies the water muddies the waters with the Riddle situation, but it would have gave you a nice tag match. That's what I thought would happen. But yeah, uh, I. I, I you know what I was thinking last night, Dave? What's that? Yesterday was the yesterday was the anniversary of Hogan versus Andre. 34-year anniversary of their match. And at the end of Raw last night, I'm watching Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre have a verbal back and forth on the microphone. And I'm saying to myself, yeah, they're doing a good job. But man, I understand why that's not Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant. I understand why that's not Steve Austin in The Rock. I understand why that's not The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels. Do you get my point? Like, when you're watching two guys face-to-face just a couple of weeks before they're going into WrestleMania and you think they're one of the main events of WrestleMania, I don't get that larger-than-life feeling from these guys anymore. It's 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 difficult because one is like Lashley not that long ago. Everybody loved Lashley when Lashley won that WWE championship bully. Don't forget our show the next day. Everybody wanted to talk about everybody was on social media congratulating Bobby Lashley. But now you're supposed to hate him in this match against Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania. The problem is, is for the characters that they're portraying. On Monday Night Raw, there's no mo- emotional investment. I mean, you were emotionally invested in Andre long before Andre stepped in the ring with Hogan and vice versa. You were, you were emotionally invested in Stone Cold and The Rock long before they stepped in the ring to face each other. I'm sorry. I just don't have that emotional investment with Drew and Bobby Lashley. It's not even close. And I got to tell you, when it comes to Bobby, I have more emotional investment in MVP than I do Bobby. MVP makes me believe when he talks. With Bobby, I feel like I'm watching a big man who's really a nice guy at times delivering a strong promo. 
I, I don't even think Lashley and we got I know we got a break, but really quick, I don't even think Lashley believed what he was saying in that ring last night. Because he's and saying how dominant huge. he is. I mean, he's saying how dominant he is, and then you know, McIntyre's like, Well, then why are you sending all these guys up to face me before our match? And he really didn't have a comeback. It's like you almost saw in his eyes, like, oh yeah, he's right. Like, I don't even think he's believing what he's saying on the microphone, especially last night. As a performer in this business, you have to believe every last thing you say. You have to believe your own hype, believe your own BS, because if you believe, they will believe. And the idea is to make them believe at all times, make them believe so much that the lines are blurred and they don't know where, you know, reality begins and ends when it comes to a character. And some of the best characters ever blurred those lines so much. It's just what you just said. What you just said is a bit of a kiss of death when it comes to wrestling, because you're a fan who's seeing through somebody. You know by looking in their eyes, they don't believe what they're saying. They don't believe the words that were written down on a piece of paper for them. Hey, everyone. This is Lisa Ann, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, The Lisa Ann Experience. This is my chance to share with you my experiences, past and present, including how I went from living in the fantasy world of adult films to talking fantasy sports on Sirius XM. Each week, I'll introduce you to some of the people I've met on my journey and invite friends on to help me read through the endless ridiculousness that lands in my inbox. New episodes are available every Wednesday on the SiriusXM app and Apple Podcasts. Uh, boss, you, you just said it was going really well, and it was firing on all cylinders, and you want to break them up? Yes. That's a wonderful idea, boss. I love it. Let's do it. Otis and Tucker, the Iconics, the the list goes on and on of things that work. But you know, we still Tucker? get Nia and Shayna every week, so that's always good. Who's Tucker? <laughs> I, if, I know who Otis is. He's the cute little chubby kid. Who's a heel now on SmackDown? I got it. Everybody likes this little chunky fella. Let's turn him heel. Boss, you just said that everybody likes the chunky fellow. Likes. <laughs> if they like him, boss, isn't that a good thing? No. Turn him heel. <laughs> That's a great idea, boss. Just turn him heel. <laughs> for no reason. For no reason. The Iconics break up for no reason. Reason. No reason. My God, these iconics. This Billy Kay, this Peyton Rice. Boy, they look good. They're funny. People are into them. They're getting over. Let's split them up. <laughs> uh, boss. You just said that they were getting over, boss. Isn't that the idea? We're an entertainment company and they're getting over. Don't we want them to get over? You really want to split them up? Yes. <laughs> That's a fucking fantastic idea, boss. Angel Garza, Andrade, and Zelina Vega. That seemed to be working. People love that. 
I can't. That's do a it no anymore. more. <laughs> that, they are. That's too bad. It took a lot out of you, huh, boy? Oh. When Braun spills out of the ring, we're going to play a choo-choo train. People will love it if we play a choo-choo train sound. <laughs> Boss, we're trying to hit a demographic of 18 to 34. I don't think they play with trains anymore. <laughs> Fuck them. Uh, yeah, because a lot of a lot of kids that watch uh, Thomas the Tank Train Engine, whatever the hell the name of that show is, is up at ten thirty at night to get to hear Braun Strowman turning <sighs> the corner outside the ring to make that noise. Ay ay ay! And this what? is why I said last night, I caramba. <laughs> I should have posted the video. Ugh. But All bully, right, what I else? mean, what, what else no, got? but what bully, really quick, you're joking, but you know there have been things that the WWE has given us over the last year that has worked and that people have loved and that we did tune in each and every week to see. You know, Angel Garza, Andrade, and Zelina Vega, Otis and Tucker, the Iconics, the Hurt Business. You know um, how Retribution started. You know, there were things that were interesting that we talked about here on that sh on this show, but that just seemed to either fade away or they forced to uh, be broken up. And it doesn't make a, logic a lot of logical sense, especially when you have Nia and Shayna every week and, 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 and Mandy and Dana and, and for God's sakes, the Miz and Morrison. There's things that obviously people just don't like, but they give it to you every week. But the things that the fans do seem to like, after a certain amount of time, for no reason, they're gone. Otis, but bully, six months ago, nobody was more over than Otis. Nobody. And now he's a, he's a, he's enhancement talent as a heel on SmackDown. Um, a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, Al Snow once told me something. Mm-hmm. He said, you might be the flavor of the day. You might be the flavor of the week. You might be the flavor of the month. You might be the flavor of the year. But you'll always be the flavor of a certain period of time. And the WWE, it's the truth. When you're hot, you're hot. When you're not, you're not. And that's it. Sometimes creative or Vince or creative at the at the behest of Vince loves you. And then one day they don't. And normally it's because Vince sees some type of flaw in you that he does not like. The entire wrestling business that performs in the WWE I'm sorry, let me let me take that back. Everybody that performs wrestles works in the WWE knows that they are performing for an audience of one first anybody who denies that or tells you that that's not the true is a fucking liar and they know it every wrestler there knows they have to get over with vince first everybody on creative there knows we have to write to get over with vince first and then hopefully it'll make it onto tv i don't think vince is intentionally putting anything out there that 
it, he thinks is going to be bad. Vince McMahon wants to entertain his audience, but what he finds entertaining and what the audience finds entertaining right now is two different things. You will never convince me that Vince McMahon's heart is in the wrong place when it comes to taking care of his fan base. He really does try. But what he thinks is entertaining what and what you think is entertaining right now is not entertaining anymore. I mean, let's take a look at something last night. Hey, hey, hop, hop. What did you Do think? Do we have to? Do we have to? I, uh, I'll i quote uh, Ron Funches, the great Ron Funches, who's been a guest on this show. He tweeted out something right after that segment with a gif of John Morrison and Ms. Dancing. It was like, WCW should have won. <laughs> because there's segments like that that kind of make me think the same thing, Bully. And I don't know exactly why a segment like that is done. And I I would love to hear from somebody who enjoyed that segment. I would love to hear from somebody who found it entertaining, made them laugh, made them uh, was lighthearted enough. Guys like Mike in Connecticut probably like that because he likes everything the WWE dishes out. I will, on a positive note, The Miz and Morrison did a phenomenal job of doing hey, hey, hop, hop. As goofy and as silly as it was, those guys pull off goofy and silly like nobody else, and they make it palatable with their performance. There's the positive spin I can put on it. And you're right. I mean, they, again, as performers, as all the performers in the WWE, they don't go out there and dog it. They go out there and they give 110%. And Miz and Morrison, without a doubt, and what I thought was an embarrassing segment, gave 110. And you know what, Bully? Listen, I do you think, and, and a lot of people are, who are listening to this show right now probably don't believe me, but it's the truth. I don't go into Monday Night Raw wanting to hate it. I really don't. There is still a part of me when Raw is about to start, I get that jolt of energy like, all right, Raw is coming. Because I've been watching it for over 25 years of my life. I don't want to hate it. But then I got it. But I have to come on here and be honest. I'm not going to come on here and lie to you, bully. And I'm not going to lie to the Busted Open Nation. But at the same time, what you just asked is, is a great question. And, I'm, and we're not going to ridicule you. We're not going to make fun of you because I really want to know if there are. We have a full bank of phone calls that people want to talk. We're going to try to get to as many phone calls as we can. Okay? I'd like to hear from some people that actually did like Monday Night Raw. And if you liked it, tell me why you liked it. Don't say like, well, I'm a, I'm a fan of the WWE and I'm loyal or, you know, WrestleMania 37 will be fine. If you actually found joy in Miz and Morrison and Braun and Shane and all. Tell me why. Give me some silver lining. Because for me right now, and I'm just being honest, Monday Night Raw is a parody of a pro wrestling show for me right now. No, 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 time out. Past couple of weeks, it was good. Past uh, couple of weeks. The past three weeks, we have spoken praise to Raw. 
Well, you've spoke. Uh, there's been good things about it. There was actually, here's the thing, Bully. There was actually a show not that long ago where I thought Raw had the best show of the entire week. So that makes it even more frustrating to me because we know that it could be good. We know that the potential is there. You have the greatest talent in the world. There are times it can be good. But last night's show, to me, felt like a parody of a pro wrestling show. Hey, everyone. This is former NFL linebacker and current SiriusXM NFL radio host, Kirk Morrison. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, Total Coverage. Each week, I'll be joined by some of the greatest minds in the game as we explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. Whether we're breaking down player techniques, game plans, or coaching philosophies, we'll explain the details that define our favorite performances. New episodes will be available every Tuesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. All right, Ed, what's the breaking news coming down in the world of wrestling? Well, everybody, this morning press release just came out uh, corroborating the rumors that have been circulating for a while. WWE and USA Network today have announced a multi-year extension for NXT that will see the program move to Tuesday nights, live Mm. remaining on USA Network at 8, 7 central, beginning April 13th, the Tuesday after WrestleMania. This new agreement uh, for the live weekly two-hour show furthers WWE and USA's nearly three-decade-long relationship. A couple things here. All new episodes will be available on demand in the U.S. uh, exclusively on Peacock the day after it airs on USA. In comments made to the trade publication Variety, Triple H says, and I quote, We now feel like we're in a good place where we can move that consistent fan base over to Tuesdays. We believe they'll follow us. That way we can grow the brand more, given the lead-in from Monday Night Raw, which we've seen in the past. Uh, LaGreca, why are you laughing? I'm laughing because I just remember the, the comment about it's it's not a sprint, it's a marathon, but I guess I guess that's over with now with the move well, to Tuesdays. Listen, if you if you if you look at the side by side comparison of NXT and AEW and you just go by simple numbers of ratings mm-hmm. every single week since that first week they went head to head. AEW won. 90% of the time, they had the higher rating. And I don't know, um, that's a very, that's a, that was a very fair race. Both shows on at 8 o'clock, you know, mm-hmm. side-by-side channels. All you got to do is flip back and forth. As a matter of fact, if anybody was guilty of kind of cheating a little bit, I guess it would have been NXT on USA because they were yep. going over 10 o'clock, doing about a six, seven, or eight-minute overrun, and those overruns really didn't help them in the numbers. So, yeah, AEW won that race, um, if that's the way you look at it. I think this is awesome. I'm happy that NXT is moving nights. Coming out of Monday Night Raw into Tuesday nights is a smart move, okay? You could... If you're advertising NXT on Monday Night Raw, it's very easy to say tomorrow night on NXT. Instant gratification. Tomorrow night. Don't miss it. Tomorrow night. As opposed to saying on Wednesday night. So I I think this is a great move for NXT. It's obviously going to benefit AEW. But who does it benefit the most, Dave? Wrestling Fans. fans. It does. Because now we don't have to 
make a choice on Wednesday nights? Do I watch one? Do I DVR the other? Do I watch them side by side? Do I watch them on my sister's ass? What am I going to do? Now we get NXT on <laughs> Tuesday and AEW on Wednesday. And here's I'm, the thing. I'm happy about this news. I am too. And like I, you know, listen, it had to happen. Uh, we talked about this. We, we, I, it really was not a Wednesday night war. We kind of hyped it up to be, we wanted it to be. There were times last year where NXT did beat AEW in the ratings, but so far in 2021, not one week has NXT beat AEW. It's been completely lopsided. And I think bully, especially for you, you know, this is one of your favorite show, if not your favorite show of the week, NXT. And not enough people are watching it. Like, so I'm hoping by them moving to Tuesdays that more eyes are going to be on the NXT product and more eyes are going to be on AEW. So here's the breakdown, Bully. Monday, you got you got Ring of Honor and Raw. Tuesday, you got NWA and you got and and you got NXT. Wednesdays, AEW and MLW. Thursdays, you have Impact Wrestling, and Fridays, you have SmackDown. I mean, that's your breakdown right now. There really is no competition with one another. There are no two shows on at the same time anymore. So there isn't going to be the debate of what am I, What do I watch now? What do I watch later? Bully, it's on when it's on. Watch it, and I think it will benefit. Like Ultimately, it's going to benefit the pro wrestling fan. If I'm a booker, a promoter, an owner, here's how I'm looking at things. So, out of all the shows you just mentioned, which show gets the highest ratings? SmackDown. SmackDown gets about, can we call it 2.5 million? Mm, I don't even know if it's that right now. It's probably around hovering around just a little over two point. Let's say, let's say between two and 2.5 million. If I'm a booker, if I have a TV show, I know that there are at least... 2.5 million people out there who are interested in wrestling every single week because SmackDown is proving that. Now, yes, SmackDown is the most easily accessible show being yes. on Fox and Fox being on, you know, in more houses than anywhere else. But at least I know that that demographic is there. And since I don't have to compete with any other shows at a certain time, i.e. AEW and NXT, I'm going to put my best foot forward and get as much as that of that market share as possible because there are people out there that want to watch wrestling i think over the years um people have fell a little bit out of love with wrestling and i think wrestling is to blame for it at times yes. because we've allowed people to fall out of love with it you know who i know people are in love with this show because we give them on this show with what that which they wish that they could get from their wrestling shows in time, and that's entertainment and honesty, and we don't insult our audience. So the, the, the fans are out there. It's up to these companies to go out there and get them, and I wish everybody across the board luck. I want to see every single company succeed. Yeah, and, and listen, I, I kind of compare it to, and I don't know if you ever watched the show or if you watched the show The Walking Dead. Uh, I, I still no, watch the Walking never Dead. Seen it. It's been on for like 11 years. And what I usually get when I tell somebody that I watch the Walking Dead, I usually get, you still watch that? Because five years ago was the hottest show on TV, but because of characters leaving the show, writing staff's changes, production staff's changes, like the ratings have completely fallen off. And I kind of still watch it because out of habit. And really... 
it sounds just like pro wrestling. I think characters that we fell in love with change, new ones that have been brought in, they haven't done a lot to like get you emotionally invested in them. And I think a lot of wrestling fans, when they say they watch wrestling, they probably hear a lot of, you still watch that? Because there hasn't been anything really exciting over the last couple years to get people invested. That needs to change. I agree with you 100% bully. That's on wrestling. The fans are there. And the fans that are sticking and staying are hardcore wrestling fans where it's in their DNA. Pro wrestling needs to step up and not only keep the wrestling fans that they have satisfied, but bring new fans in. The fans are there. Some of these shows have proven that they can capture that fan base. But most of these shows have lost the fan base or a portion of the fan base for whatever reason. I think the most glaring example of that, and this is not to put the, the focus on AEW, I'm just using them as an example. They came out of swinging at 1.4 million a year ago. Now they're at there between, I'd say 700, 800. I think 800,000 is a fair average number. Agreed. And I would say eight, 800,000 uh, viewers every single week. I would, I would say good. Good? Good. Is it fair or is it good? I would say it's good, especially it's now good. you're forcing a WWE product to move nights. Like if you would have told if you would have told Cody and them that a year and a half in, they would have forced NXT to move to another night, I think they would consider that a win. And it is a win. Yep. So let's say that their eight hundred thousand a week is good. You still have to be introspective and you still have to look at yourself as a booker and you have to look at your locker room and your product and go, why did 1.4 million people tune in night one and now I'm at 800,000? Even if you can get half of that back, that's the goal. And maybe AEW will get half of that back without competition at uh, at 8 o'clock on, on Wednesday nights. And maybe NXT will get half of that back without the competition also. It, it works out for the fans the most, but companies now have the chance to actually like kind of take a deep breath, buckle down and go, we don't have to worry about what else is on. Let's just worry about ourselves. Hey, everybody. This is Fran Freshella, host of the podcast World of Basketball. The game of basketball has truly become a global game. Markovic fires it into Mickey, and somehow it goes in. Each week, I talk with the players, coaches, and executives who have led the way in growing the game of basketball around the world. Real Madrid have stolen victory from the jaws of defeat. Episodes are available every Thursday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple. Podcasts. <laughs> About 30 minutes ago, Thunder Rosa tweeted, all right? I want to get your take on this. It says, if the Busted Open Radio podcast is looking for a new host to replace Dave LaGreca, I'll free up my schedule. Hashtag Busted Open. All right. First of all, Bully. I, I do know that Bustin' Open is available as a podcast. Maybe Thunder Rosa doesn't know this. So we are available on a podcast, but I mean, and this is somebody who's been a guest on this show. How many times, Bully? Several. Several. Now, podcasts, as you know, are pre-recorded and put up and, you know, that's why you don't get a lot of live interaction with live guests and phone calls. Why? Because it's a podcast and not a live show. Now, we are available in podcast form, but Bully, are we not live 9 to noon, six days a week here on SiriusXM? 
We are live. We're live, buddy. Now, Thunder Rosa, you've been a live guest on this show, so I would think that you would know that, but obviously from your tweet, you don't. So she tweets this out, okay, I, I, trying to get under my skin. So that's let's put Thunder Rosa aside for just a second. We'll get back to her. But she sends out this tweet, like I said, about a half an hour ago. The busted open name, Christina, who's, I, I believe, at our... Holiday party was voted the number one fan of Busted Open and yes. has bought every single one of my shirts on ProWrestlingTees.com. She says this in response to Thunder Rose's tweet. I can speak for all the hosts of our show, the BO Nation. You have our vote. So she's speaking for that nation show, which is supposedly fans of our show. Christina has turned her back on me and is supporting Thunder Rosa. Welcome to the pro wrestling business, Dave. Forks to the left, knives in the back. Now, there are people that are supporting me, Rob. A lot of other people are like, no, Dave's our guy. He's the founder. He's creator of the show. Have some respect, blah, blah, blah. Let me tell you something, Thunder Rosa. I get it. You had the match of your career against Britt Baker. Okay. First of all, it takes two to tango. It's time to show a little bit of respect to Dr. Britt Baker. For God's sake, 12 hours after having that match, she was taking people, uh, taking care of people's dental needs. I've always respected you, Thunder Rosa, but really, seriously, this is what you're going to send out on social media? Bully, how many times on this show during this fucking WrestleMania t-shirt challenge that I torture myself with every year to do, how many times have I worn a Thunder Rosa t-shirt? Many. Four times. Four times in the 58 days of doing this fucking WrestleMania t-shirt challenge, I've worn your shirt. I went out of my way. I sent her a Dave LaGreca black t-shirt, black, white lettering, Dave LaGreca girl t-shirt. Sent it to her. Did I see her wear? No. Then I send her one. All right, maybe the color. Maybe she wants a different color. I send her a big Dave LaGreca girl t-shirt. Send it out to her, right? She says on our air, I am going to wear that shirt either on AEW or I'm wearing it on the NWA pay-per-view. I watched AEW, Bully. I didn't see Thunder Rosa wearing a Dave LaGreca girl t-shirt. Then I watched the NWA pay-per-view back for the attack. Nobody has talked more about the NWA than Dave LaGreca or Busted Open. Nobody has been a bigger supporter of Thunder Rosa than me. Yes or no, Bully? Has anybody on national radio has supported Thunder Rosa more than Dave LaGreca? I've gone as far to say you're a bit smitten with Thunder Rosa. I have been accused of that. She promises that she's going to wear the shirt. Bully, you watch both shows. Did you see a Dave LaGreca girl t-shirt on Thunder Rosa's back? No. Then she's going to come on my show, call in unprovoked, and talk shit about me about wearing a Britt Baker t-shirt. When you made a promise and you didn't fulfill that promise. Now I'm going to Mission Pro Wrestling on May the 1st. Oh, yeah. Because you know what, Bully? When LaGreca makes a promise, he actually does what he says he's going to do. 
I said I'm going to make a pro wrestling show and it's going to be live on SiriusXM. Bully, did I do that? Yes. I said that this show is going to be live. No, 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 no. Don't make me nauseous. I said that this show is going to be live five days a week. Not only is it live five days a week, bully, but is it live six days a week, bully? Correct. I said on air that this show will go number one in this sports department at Sirius XM. Was I right, bully? Fucking A, correct. I said when we premiered as a podcast that we would debut at number one. Did we debut at number one, bully? Correct. When I make... Let me tell you something, Thunder Rosa. All right? Listen up. When I make a promise, I fulfill all my promises. All right, I'm 49 years old. I don't have an athletic bone in my body. I'm a little out of shape. That's right. I got a little belly on me. I got glasses because I can't see so good. I got a lot of gray hair on my head. You know why? Because I get stressed. Why do I get stressed? Because when I make a promise, I fucking fulfill that promise. Number one, I'm number one. It's six days a week. We're six days a week. This show's going to be on the air where people listen every fucking minute for three hours. They do. They say they're going to sit by their radio and wait. They do. They do. That takes a lot of work to do that. Let me tell you something, lady. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of stress. When Dave LaGreca makes a promise, I fulfill that promise. You, when you say you're going to do something, it doesn't happen. Oh, I forgot. There's no forgetting for Dave LaGreca. I got people dependent on me. I got host producers. I mean, for God's sakes, the Sirius XM lights in their hallways may not go on if this show isn't a success. That's right. Dave LaGreca, number one. Busted open, number one. Thunder Rosa, Oh, so now you want to be the host. Now that the show's number, oh, I want to be the host. No, it doesn't work that way. When I said I wanted to do a pro wrestling show, you know what happened when I went in front of the executives, the ties. I like to call them the fucking talking ties. They laughed at me. They laughed at me. We'll give you an hour, kid. Here's an hour. I did it for no money. I did it for the love of the game. And I worked and worked and worked to get where I... Now you just want to come in and be the host of the show? It doesn't work that way. You know what? So guess what? I'm going to come to your world. That's right. Your world. I made it first. Mission Pro Wrestling. Mission Pro Wrestling. I think that they use the hashtag locked and locked and loaded. I'll be locked and loaded, honey. I'll be locked and loaded May 1st at Mission Pro Wrestling in Texas. It's in a town. I've never even heard of the town before. I've never been there before. But I'll be there on May the 1st because I fulfill my promise. And I am going to come right up to you face to face. And I'm going to give you a what for. When LaGreca makes a promise, I fulfill the promise. When Thunder Rosa makes a promise, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. So maybe, you know what, nation? 
Maybe on May the 1st, you'll see Dave LaGreca at Mission Pro Wrestling. Who knows if you'll see Thunder Rosa at Mission Pro Wrestling on May the 1st. 49-year-old man, gray hair, not an athletic bone to my body. I don't even know, Bully, if I'd be able to, to, to get up to the ring apron to step through the ropes. You can't But get I'll up? be there. I don't know. I don't know. It may be high. I don't know. I'll try to grab onto the bottom rope and push myself up, but I'll do it. I'll find what a way. Did I, te- did I teach you how to get in a ring the other night at the Team 3D Academy? Well, you taught Gabby. I just watched as you taught Gabby. I taught you how to take a bump. Eh, if you if you call that a bump, you tried. You did your damnedest. I, I don't know. You. You, you thought you tried. You tried. You better not. You better not back down. Don't you dare come on this show after that after Mission Pro. And I don't want to be calling you out. You better get in that ring. You better double leg that woman. You better take her down. Take her down to Chinatown. I, listen, I am not. I'm not a violent man. No. Now you got to get physical. Now you no. got to get physical. No. I am not going to yeah. get physical. I am not going to. Hey, you got to give her the what for. I'm going to give her the what for. I am going to step ground, up to gr- her. You need to ground and pound her. I can't. Come on, bully. I can't do that. There's no grounding and pounding. But I am not. I am not going to be disrespected on my show like that. I am stepping in that ring and I'm going to give you a what for. I'm going to get in your face, and I'm going to be like, listen to me. When I make a promise, I fulfill it. When you make a promise, ah, because I didn't see my shirt on TV. How much more to what for are you going to give her than you're giving her now? You've been giving her to what for for two days. Because I'm doing it on the air, but now I'm going to do it face to face. I am going to fly during the pandemic. I am going to fly from New Jersey to Texas to make my point. Direct flight first. We'll see. There's all they these doubt. It's like they freaking fly. hit me with like quarantines and all this crap. But I fly in your first class. I, 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 I may have to go. I, I'm I'll, I don't know. I don't care if I have to drive. I will be there May the 1st in Texas. Locked they got to fly you first class. Nobody's flying. Cocked and loaded. <laughs> I probably got you on a propeller plane. Oh, yeah. It's going to be like 1941. <laughs> I'm going to be like Bluto in the, in the, in the 1941. You're going to be like Indiana Jones flying Doesn't from matter. Beijing to Shanghai. Doesn't matter. I'll find my way there. Bluto. I'll find my way there, Thunder Rosa. And I, you know what? You know what's the most upsetting thing? Is that I've been such a big supporter of Thunder Rosa. This is disheartening. Am I, Bully, let me ask you, Bully. Come on, we're friends. We're, we're tag team partners. We talk every day. Am I wrong sure. here? Am I? Sure, no. what's up? What's up, Marty? <laughs> am I wrong here? See, I want to know. Am I wrong? Wrong about what? Have you not been listening to me for the last 10 minutes? Are you shitting me right now? Am I am, every, am I wrong in anything I just said the last 10 minutes? Listen, if she wants to come on and host the podcast or host the radio show, you got to be asking yourself, why are nation members like Christina supporting this idea? The only way you're going to be able to take care of this situation is by showing up to Mission Pro and taking 
down Thunderosa. You have loyal nation listeners who tune into this show for three hours every day and are sitting by their radios five minutes before the show starts. Loyal listeners now turning their backs on you. What have I done? You take care of the problem. I have Thunder I, Rosa. I, I, Thunder Rosa is the disease, and Dave Lagreca is, is the cure. I gave up a cushy job with the NFL to do. I fought tooth and nail, cushy. and this is the thanks I get from the nation. Cushy, cushy. They'll turn that back on you, snap of a finger. It's unbelievable. Told you, you're not in the radio business no more. You're in the wrestling business. Cut I wore that woman's shirt. I wore that shirt. I pay, And I paid for those shirts, too. There was no freebies there. I paid for those shirts. She didn't even, like, like you, she didn't even throw you a shirt? Like, you buy four, get one free? <laughs> you would think, right? Big supporter wow. of Thunder Rosa. This is what she does to me, bully? Gabby, am I wrong? Uh, I don't... I- this is why what I the fuck? You, you have something to say about everything. I'm asking you a question here. Am okay. I wrong? Okay, let me answer the question, first of all, because you're, like I said, emotional. Relax I, for a minute. You're I am a little emotional. Now. I am emotional. Okay. I'm emotional. Don't yell at I'm me. Sorry. I didn't do anything to you. You asked me a question. I'm emotional. Christina, okay. of all people. Christina turned her back on me. Yeah, I'm, I know. I'm I think the way you handled the whole situation was very poor, Dave. I think... When you came out with the apology, you should have let it breathe and let it go. And then you made the little digs yesterday on the show. You got a little bit angry. You say, oh, you know how they are. Red flag, Dave LaGreca. Red Women are flag. emotional, Bully. Okay. Gabby. You, wow. By the, way, by the way, Bully, I'm not even going to say anything. 20 seconds ago, he just admitted I'm a little emotional. Okay, let's fast forward now. Women are emotional. Can you pick a side? Because I know there is no side. What are you doing if a- you're not emotional? I don't get emotional. I'm talking to you like a person right now, face to face. Am I getting emotional? No. Am I the loudest one in the room? No. But I'm right because you don't have to be the loudest one in the room to be right, Dave. Why are you yelling? You screaming and ranting and getting emotional doesn't mean that you're right on every subject. So maybe this is a little lesson for you. But stand up for yourself in the ring and beat her, and then maybe you won't have to worry about this anymore. This is what happens. It's all coming back to you now. I don't want to say Bully was right the whole time, but it's kind of Dave. how it's going. In the past two minutes, Gabby just put you in your place. How the frickin' hell are you going to go to Texas in this girl's backyard in Thunder Rose's hometown and get up in her grill and give her the what for when Gabby just shut you down? Because Gabby is a loyal part of this show. Loyal, she is a vital cog in the machine that is busted. What'd you call her? (laughs) Thunder Rosa, who I thought was a friend, is an outsider trying to get in. Trying to infiltrate what we're doing here. And lying. I don't lie. Listen, here's what I know. You are never going to be able to face me, face the nation, face the rest of the people on the show, face your wife and children, if you don't do exactly what you said you're going to do. You got to go to Mission Pro, 
You got to take down Thunder Rosa and you got to show her who's boss. Who's going? Um, I don't know. Are you going to go? To Texas? Gonna support- to see you? Who's, who's going to support You're lucky me? I show up here every day. What? It's unbelievable. What's the problem? Fight and claw, work my ass off to please you, the busted open nation. And she has one match that everybody goes gaga over. And now all of a sudden, everybody's on the side of Thunder Rosa. After she lied to me. Are you trying to say that she's lucky she had Britt Baker to carry her? I'm not going to go that far. Not going to go that far. Gabby, will you go to Texas to to uh, support me? I would go. Just for just for the experience to kind of see it. But I also feel like as the only female part of Busted Open, I do have a duty to go there for you since you are squaring off with a female. You know what I mean? <laughs> she said duty. Ed? T-Y. <laughs> I know we've had our differences in the past, Ed. You? I think... Sh- I think... I'm trying to think. I got an idea. Well, Gabby's thinking. Is I got an idea. To... Then I'll go. I got an idea. Yeah. Uh-oh. Go ahead, bully. Road trip. Road trip with the na- with the busted open crew. Absolutely no, just not. the four of us. The four. Oh, God. Muse. I'm just the thinking four of us. music choices for this. <laughs> Pile into an SUV or a Scirocco, and we take a road trip to Austin. Oh, Ride Mark along Henry will definitely. Mark open. Henry lives like 20 minutes and away. And we and we periscope it or whatever the thing is now Facebook Live or Twitch tweet tweet whatever, and we and we broadcast the whole thing live the whole trip. Jeez. Mark and we get a keg. We get a keg. I don't know. Mark if Henry had my back, and that Ryan kid, what Ryan Mc what Mc, uh, Mc, McDougan, he's got McDonald's. he's got he's got he's got my back too. I bet you. Mayor McMuffin, who now? Well, maybe he'll come. He's coming in from Vegas. We'll Let's have a road trip. Let's do it. it. I wouldn't make it. Why not? There's no way. I'm just thinking about the music. We need somebody to pump the no gas. Say. Come on. I would have no say in the music. We'd have to set boundaries because I love Ed. I, I Ed can't be talking the whole goddamn trip. <laughs> it's, listen, I'll drive. I'll drive. LaGreca sits shotgun. You could sit in the back with Ed. Okay. No. I'm sitting shot. Bottom line. Enough. We got a break. Thunder Rosa, I'll see you made it first at Mission Pro Wrestling. You got me. You got me. You've lit the fire. That's right. The Swiss is coming out. The fucking Swiss is coming out. I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you made the first Mission Pro Wrestling. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.